This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Humanoid, this is Murder Mighty. I'm BP Burke. And I didn't even know you were recording. I am now. Wells. Oh. Today just I. Just Wells? Just today you're Wells? Today I'm Wells. All right. You're one of those one name people now. Yeah. All um, right, Wells. So. Wells. So. I'm lying to them, Jackson Wells. I kind of like Wells by itself. No, I don't. The Nesk, so. Like, is it, is it uh, Orson Wells? Is it your great grandfather Orson? Is it. I can't think of any other famous Wells's. George Wells, who wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 2. Are you George Wells? I don't think anybody remembers that. <laughs> he foamed at the mouth. So, after... so maybe like you and Gary from Smart Mark video. <laughs> or, or somebody that would remember. So he what? Uh, he, he acted like he was foaming at the mouth after. Are you the anonymous role general manager? Oh, I um, did not. He uh, he acted like he was foaming at the mouth after he got DDT'd and had the snake put on him at WrestleMania 2. I think it was like an old football player or something. Oh, okay. So today you're George Wells. I, I don't want to be. No. no. Uh, that means I can't DDT you and put a snake on, on you later? N- well, no. Uh, right, Damien, get out of here. This, uh... This, um... You having equipment issues over there? Yeah, it, it is. It is... It gets very, um, if I turn it up, like, just even a little bit, it gets very, like, tinny sounding and rattly. It's like the the sound is rattling in my ear. I think it's time to get one of these, uh, like, a new box. Or just, you know, ditch the headphones. But I like having to have, I, I like, I like hearing. Yeah, I, I think I only, I've only really worn headphones on episodes where I've had a guest for a long time. I, I don't, I don't do the headphones. I I don't yeah you you also don't like to sit forward either when you when you when you sit you like to sit back like you're falling into the chair like you're melting into the chair and it's just I don't know what a world what a world I I think I think that there's like a certain way that you should uh, I think sit. it was a a, uh, a holdover from like if it was a little on the hotter side during the summer my ears would get hot I didn't like that like if I sit like if the show runs too long in the summer my back gets really hot and I get sweaty. And I get uncomfortable. Well, I don't know. I don't really sit with my back like. You don't sit with your back against the chair. No, I can't do that. I, I will get too hot and I'll get too uncomfortable. I also don't. Here's here's this is odd. Oddly enough, I don't want to be too comfortable. Right. When, I, when I'm when I'm doing it, like I don't want to just like just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't want to be too fucking. Com- I don't want to be uncomfortable, but I don't want to be too comfortable i, I don't want to it's like all right let, let me kick my feet up and let me just i don't want to do that i think there's something too with um when you're sitting a certain way with with uh i don't know the way you sound that it's not like 
me sitting forward is giving me a golden voice or you know or something like that it's a, it's at the very least a silver voice i would say oh. or no a bronze voice maybe but you're getting <laughs> on the podium is my point besides the coughing you're gonna deduct points for the coughing so maybe you're not gonna meddle after well all. maybe if uh people could give us a cough button you know mm-hmm. just uh they could add to our our poor fund we have a poor fund isn't it called GoFundMe? Or I don't uh, think we have a GoFundMe. Uh, what are those other things called? Um, Patreon. Patreon. Do yeah. we have a Patreon? Nah. I know we did at one we, point. We, we did. We 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 threw the idea around, and then we're like, nah, nobody's good. Listen, we don't get emails. I know we had the buy me a robot thing for Listen, a minute. Listen, we 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 it became almost like a a running gag for us to say if you have any, you know uh comments or suggestions or whatever because nobody emails four years later nobody's emailing we had that one person that called us racist one time yeah one time that that to break down the fourth wall and this is how pathetic it is we listenership it's it's whatever it's not like we're growing and you know i think during the pandemic we we got a bunch of listeners i always find it to be embarrassing i was this goes back 15 16 years ago when uh, there was a guy we used to listen to, uh, or at least I used to listen to, uh, in in a pal talk, uh, pal talk chat room, and uh, he had like fifty listeners, and I was like, "Dude, you're not growing your fan base. What's the point of doing it?" And he eventually threw in the towel, I guess, because it was like he realized, "Okay, I'm not growing." Uh. And then because look, it's I guess it's it's hard for for certain people to grow. It's 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 easier for others, and it's not like this dude wasn't good at what he was doing, but uh, it it was just that like he just didn't grow in us. And I was like, well, if we ever stay that stagnant, you know, um, I'm gonna throw in the towel. I'm just not gonna do it anymore. What's the point? But uh, you know, I haven't. I haven't thrown in the towel uh, yet, but um, have you thrown in the washcloth? Yes. Yeah, I have thrown in the washcloth. Yeah. So a, a smaller towel. Uh, maybe I've thrown in a towelette. A moist towelette? A wet, a wet nap. Have you ever seen a dry towelette? I've only ever seen a moist towelette. Yeah, I have. It was a moist towelette that dried out. Oh, well, there you go. But. It was at one point oh, moist. But was the intention of it to be yeah. dry? No. No, it just failed at its job. I think we <clears> found <throat> a new market, the dry talent. Right. Um but but anyway. Um No man, I don't know. Uh God, I just I, I'm very uncomfortable today. I'm very uh have a headache. I'm very stiff, I'm very sore. Um Yeah. But uh, anyway, do you have a do you have a fun weekend? Is your weekend fun? Uh yeah, it was pretty fun. Had a pretty fun time. I went to the Hamburg Fieldhouse. I saw the return of uh, American Excellence Wrestling. The X stands for Excellence. That was a fun time. Oh, okay. That's uh, the K Man. The K Man. That's what I call him. Oh, Are you talking about Kevin Kelly? The uh. The New Japan wrestling announcer, yeah, he's uh, he's part of the ownership there. I uh, was formerly uh, mostly the the former group that ran Outbreak Wrestling joined what, forces. What more with people him. know him from ROH. 
and well, I'm sure more people know from WWE than anything. Because I think I think I think what I said was a little bit more accurate. All right, think about it. I'm thinking R- ROH. When 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 did he when did he do commentary for ROH? Um, from probably like I don't know when he started, but until about 2017, I want to say. Then he went to do like New Japan full time. All right, when did he start? Around, do you think? 2009 2010 something like that right how long was he actually in wwe for i don't know not long um he wasn't in wwe for long at all yeah i'm, I'm not sure i mean i know him from from being i know a, him from all these things right yeah because you're a big wrestling nerd but i think more people would know him from roa if you know if you know the name i'm guessing i'm guessing you're to know him from roh and maybe today you know, some people because the I think it's like the in thing to to like um to like New Japan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. How long was he there for? Uh, he was seven years in Ring of Honor, 2010 to 2017. OK. And WWE? He's been in New Japan from 2015 to present. So about eight years. Oh, wow. And he was in WWE from 1996 to 2003, about seven years. Wow. So he's, he's averaging about roughly the same. Yes, that's crazy. I didn't think that he was. I I didn't think one that he was in New Japan longer, longer than uh, ROH. I'm be, I'm getting very stuffed up. You made stuffed chicken breasts, by the way. And, I made uh, stuffed up chicken breasts. That's what it's making me They're feel. Very like. snotty. Listen, there's running. There's runoff. That's disgusting. All right, we don't need to gross people out like that. Okay, but uh, I uh, I have a very very um, thin nose. My 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 passage is very very fucking skinny, um, and uh, I, dude, if I walk by somebody that smoked a cigarette mm-hmm. within the last thirty years, my nose gets stuffed up. That's that's how that's how sensitive it is. So like, a very delicate nose. Oh, uh, dude, it's it's awful. It's like really fucking bad. It's really bad. Like I walked in here and I was like, oh shit. All right. Like it's literally making me choke. Like in the in the uh summer, there was a there was like about a week where I couldn't breathe. Like it was hard to breathe. I guess the uh I guess it was it was the the air quality. Like I kept look I kept checking the phone, like, what's the mm-hmm. air quality? Cause it was, was fucking pollen situation or something? No, it wasn't even pollen. It was just it was just the just the I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, maybe humidity, something. I don't know. So it's like uh, it, it, what whatever it is that that makes whatever it is that makes like when you put the air fryer on. You know, like whatever makes me not breathe. Is, I, I did put cyanide in it too. Nah, I, that explains it. That's a tease for later. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, but, but, but going back to this chair thing, I always had this thing where I'm like, I feel that I want to, like I said, I don't want to just like meld into the chair. I don't want to fucking be too comfortable. I want to, I want to be comfortable enough to where my ass and my fucking hips aren't hurting from sitting, but I, I want to, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I I I I don't think it makes. It, it probably doesn't make much sense. Like that that if I sit back, it's it, it probably you know what it is. I, I've probably convinced myself that 
and it's funny, and I'm talking about breathing, uh, that if I sit back too much, my breathing's going to be off, and it's going to make me sound weird. I'm going to crack a fucking window. I don't know if this will help me breathe, but... Uh, and 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 I don't know. I don't know that like if you're sitting up like and let's just say that you have a chair like uh you know like a good chair. I don't know that it's going to make you sound any different. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way you position your diaphragm and stuff like that is important. No, but I think I sound fairly close to how I typically sound. Oh no 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 no. There's 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 how you sound and then how you want to sound. Well, I could put on a radio voice. Well, that's I, that. No, you, you're not good at way. it because l- l- listen, from the very beginning when I said, all right, let's try to do those like NPR voices a little bit. Let's try to conduct the show in that in that uh, form, like a little bit of NPR. You were like, oh, like whispering. And I'm like, no, dude, no, you just it's it's you know what it is. It reminds me like when some people just don't get certain things like my son when he's wrestling, like so my youngest son wrestles. And um, I'm like, look, watch, watch these kids feet. Watch when they and they start doing that Brock Lesnar, like jig of death, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's like, oh, so like running in place. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not running in place. It's not what that is. Look at that. He's not running in place. And then he starts like trying to just he's trying to mimic what the dude's doing. And he's just not doing it. It's It's just he's doing something different. And it's like so when you say. Or when I say NPR voice to you, you don't try to emulate an NPR voice. You take it from one extreme to another. Because, I don't know, you just you just don't... I do want to make a pledge drive, though. See, that's creepy. I That, that was awful. That uh, scares me. You can win a free Murder My Dude tote bag. Okay. All right. This is why we're just better off with... Uh, just doing whatever whatever voices you're doing. You, you, no matter what voice you're doing now, just sounds better than whatever voice I'm doing. Well, because I can't breathe. And breathing is very important to the whole talking process. Yeah, I, I heard that. Uh, another thing, too, with with my and this is a fucking complete uh, knock on myself. I I'll go back. So, OK. It's like, I'll, I'll talk to somebody about, Hey, you know, what's up? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like if I'm talking on the phone with somebody and I'm not yelling, I'm not, you know, overly emoting, whatever it is. Um, and I'll, I'll be told like, Oh, you have a good voice. You have a good voice. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you should do podcasting. I'm like, funny enough. (laughs) As it so happens. And then, and then I'll go back and I'll, I'll listen to myself and I'm like, I have the world's worst accent. (laughs) <laughs> because it sounds like somebody from Philly trying to not sound like they're from Philly. Hmm. But you don't really have the Philly accent in your day-to-day life. Or do you? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either, no. But I also don't hear what other people hear. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because... Like... I've eliminated saying stuff like forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't say radiator anymore. I like there are Philly things that I don't say anymore. Like I don't see parlor for parlor or living room. I'll say, yeah, go down to the cellar. The cellar. Yeah. Like I don't 
I don't say yo. Yo. I don't say water. There's a lot of things I don't say anymore, but you I just say mutter, my dude. It's that museum. I I went there once. Mutter. Muter. Mutter, I believe it is. I believe it's a mutter museum. See, I've heard it both ways. You know? And I don't don't know. I've never been there. Actually, I think it's mooter. I think they, they have things in there. So I think Hello, it's mooter. Hello, fooder. Um here I am at drinking water. Camp Granuder. Oh. That's, There's water there though. That's when you get naked. Granuder. Yeah. Um or it's when they chop your nuts off. Yes. Right. Uh yeah. I I I, I don't hear I don't hear a Philly accent at all when I speak, but I also don't think that I'm like, oh, I sound extremely intelligent. Like I I don't feel that way either. But I we think we can have a good voice and not sound intelligent. But I think I think okay, my my issue with with sounding like you're from Philly is I I sound I think you sound like you're a moron. Yeah, it's the same stigma that's like associated sometimes with a southern accent. You could be brilliant and if you sound like Cletus a slack-jawed yokel, people will think you're stupid. Right. And I feel that way about Philly. It's like I don't want to come across as like yo cause Yo, we hoagie, cause. And then that guy's a theoretical physicist, right? He wants water in a hoagie because he's about to create nuclear fusion with water and a hoagie. And a hoagie, yeah. yeah. Um, a hoagie has a high uh, neutron density, right? It's from all that mayo that they don't put on, yeah. Because I love, by the way, I, I go in uh, hoagie groups, and I'm in a hoagie group. And uh, you said hoagie groups. Are you in multiple hoagie groups? I am. Okay. How many? <laughs> Probably two. Okay. Yeah. W- w- one's a hoagie group. Uh huh. And the other one is like hoagies, cheesesteaks. Oh, so it's a. It's just, it's just general sandwich. One, is, one group. is just for hoagie purists and one is for uh, a general sandwich interest. Right. Okay. So, but, but it's just two, maybe three. Um, and, uh, and then there will be people that are from outside of Philly or or have never even like driven through Philly that want to tell somebody what goes on a hoagie. Mm-hmm. Like they have all the fucking like, no Mayo never goes on an Italian hoagie ever, ever. And I'm like, Oh, that's funny. I mean, I grew up in South Philly. I grew up as granite. I did not grow up in the Italian neighborhood. I grew up in the Irish neighborhood. Yeah. Everybody knows miracle whip goes on an Italian hoagie. <laughs> Miracle Whip doesn't go on anything. I agree. I hate Miracle it goes, Whip. It goes on the trash. Yeah. It's disgusting. I, I dislike Miracle Whip. But uh, I'm like, it's funny because I, I've i known lots of people that put Italian or uh, put mayo on Italian hoagies. Lots of people. Lots of people. It's like I got in an argument with, with this girl one time and it wasn't like I was arguing. Well, I was only arguing because it was like this girl who was trying to tell me that nobody puts pickles on cheesesteaks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The fuck? That's like saying nobody has ever put mustard on a cheesesteak before. I'm sure someone has. I know lots of people that put mustard on cheesesteaks. Oh, there you go. Lots of people. And, and a, lot, a lot of times it'll be ketchup and mustard. Yeah, I'll do ketchup every now and then. I do ketchup. Um, I know people that put mayo on their fucking cheesesteaks. You know who should put mayo on their cheesesteaks? People who enjoy a cheesesteak with mayo on it. Right. That's who. 
I there, there's certain things I find though that it's like, all right, you don't you don't do this. It's, pineapple, pineapple on a cheesesteak. Right, like some okay, that's stupid. But 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 that's not even like uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of what you would do. like. You wouldn't put Russian dressing on a cheesesteak. I was just thinking of that that might be good though. It might be like a beef Reuben. It might be delicious. It might be. It sounds great. <laughs> wow, actually. why didn't we think about that before? Russian dressing on a cheesesteak with some like. Oh my god, dude! With 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 yeah. some with some fucking uh, just oh like make Reuben cheesesteaks. Yeah. Oh, we just thought of something brilliant. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, with some fucking sauerkraut. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, so the fried onions, throw some sauerkraut on there. No, and fried onions. And fried onions. Yeah, why not? Oh, and pickles. Pickles, sure. Yeah, because I mean, why not? You know, bacon. Did I go too far? Yeah, I think you're going too far, <laughs> but it's deliciously yeah. too far. You know, we've we've gone into a delicious place that I don't know that I ever want to come back from. Yeah, bacon, a bacon. What do you want to eat? Cheesesteak, bacon, <laughs> sauerkraut, pickles, Russian dressing, and fried onions. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that sounds really good and weird. Yeah, but but good. It's experimental. Yeah, it's fusion cuisine. But the thing is, is is that like there's just certain things you okay, fine. All right, I'm gonna walk back what I just said about Russian dressing. All right, all right. That can go on there now. What about horseradish? Yeah. There you go. Why not? I love horseradish. What about soy sauce on a cheesesteak? Why not? Let's do it. Let's try it. Let's try different things. You try. You, yeah. 2023, you, we get adventures with our cheesesteaks. Yeah. We're going to go on cheesesteak adventures. All right, fine. Fine. There's, there's going to be something to do, peanut butter. Doesn't go on it. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Then no. I got to peanut butter chicken that was good. But peanut butter doesn't seem like I don't good. even like peanut butter chicken. It grosses me out. Like a fish taco. All right. Disgust me. It fucking it grosses me out. Fair enough. And I don't know if it's from ex-girlfriends or mm-hmm. if it's just. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the idea of fish tacos that fucking grosses me out, but it makes me fucking sick to my stomach. And when I think of pad thai, mm-hmm. the the idea of, of peanut butter and, and chicken. Ugh, well, I don't think the pad thai I have has had crushed peanuts. Oh, peanuts. Peanut I'm butter. sorry. Uh, okay. What happens when you fucking chew peanuts? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Because peanut butter. All right. Nah. No, thanks. I, I don't do want like, I do like some pad thai, though. Yeah, I know you do. That's gross. Now, like give me some noodles. drunker noodles. Yeah, they're Hell yeah. Drunken noodles for other places. Yeah. Our, our uh, Asian place calls it drunker noodles. Well, do you, wanna, do, you wanna, do you want sweet or do you want savory? If you want sweet, you get pad thai. If you want savory, you get the drunker noodles. No, savory. I always want savory. I love, I love it, man. Give me some. Oh God, now you got me fucking hungry from for some fucking Chinese food <laughs> or some. What is it? Uh, Thai. Thai, yeah. Um, well, our place, it's. I think it's like it's yeah, they Thai do stuff run by Chinese people, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, goddamn though, even our sushi place is run by Chinese people around here. Sure. Yeah. Give me, give me some, uh, give me some dumplings. Give me some steamed dumplings. Steamed dumplings are excellent. Oh man. All right. Well, anyway, we've we've gone for like a fucking hour talking about food, and uh, it's 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 one of these deals where I haven't eaten other than having like some bullshit that I shouldn't be eating. And then as soon as we're done this, I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna make something. And I'm like, oh, what do, what do I have to eat? Oh yeah, I'm probably just gonna make spaghetti. Not even with anything good. Just spaghetti. Just spaghetti. Not even sauce. Just plain no, no, spaghetti. no, no, no. It'll it'll be a sauce, but I mean. There's no like chicken, no beef, nothing. Just spaghetti, just bleh, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not a big spaghetti fan like that. I'm just not. I'll eat it with the kids, but 
I don't know. I might, I might, I might, I might just like make soup. Really? How about spaghetti soup? All right. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions, comments, <laughs> you won't do this, but you can email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on social media if you want. And look, all of this is a waste of time, really, because we, we've been telling you this for four fucking years. And have you done it except for that one girl that called us racist? Yeah. Because if you think we're racist, if you think, email us. At, le- at least that's the only look. I, I appreciate her. Because she was the only one that was passionate enough. Yeah. That, that says, all right, I have, I have, I take some objection to whatever you're saying that, that was like, all right, I respect that more than the people that, that don't say, it's like when you go on Facebook or uh, Instagram rather, and you see those people that look at your fucking stories, they mm-hmm. look at your stories, but they don't say shit. They don't like your shit, but you know that they're there. It's like, fuck you. I, I don't respect you. Um, but, uh, uh, you can email us or you can reach out to us, whatever, on social media. Just look up Murder My Dude. You'll find us on wherever the fuck we are. I don't even know where we are anymore. All right. Uh, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Yeah, if you could leave Facebook, us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Unfortunately, I think it all went downhill when you got rid of the true social. I think that was the linchpin that we, we got rid of. Uh, you said truth social and then you said the word lynch. <laughs> yeah, I did. Makes sense. All right. Well, anyway. They did announce that uh, uh, Donald Trump did announce the death of a black woman on Truth Social uh, the other day. That I guess people didn't know she died. Oh, did you ever hear of Diamond and Silk? No, they're like these black women who were like super pro Trump, and they were on Fox News a lot. Um, Fox News distanced them because they were like super super COVID misinformation people. I guess like anti vaxxers and shit. Okay. Well, apparently Diamond uh, died of COVID. So there's that. <laughs> it's always uh, it's never funny, but it's always just like, hmm, you know, when when somebody's just like a super, super anti-vax or anti, you know? Yeah, because it's it's goofy. It's 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 fucking silly. Uh, I don't care. Look, I'm I'm really at the point where it's, I don't, point where it's at the point where it's a personal choice. I think it was always a personal it all, it, choice. Yeah, it always was. But it's like if you're like anytime something bad happens to somebody and you're like. Oh, I guess they took the vax. Huh? Look look what happened to them. I guess they they got the shot. Look what happened. I it it it, it should have all in my opinion. This is just my opinion. It should have always been a choice. It always was. I, no, no, no. You mean like lockdowns and shit? Yeah, lockdowns. Okay, fair enough. All that stuff. I thought I thought all all should have been a choice. I don't like when they step in and they're telling you you have to do this or you're gonna get some like weird fines or right. I don't like that. I just don't like it. I never did like that. I, I've I've never been like that. However, I also don't like when anti-vaxxers are like, oh, so-and-so took a vaccine, then they died. And it's like, mm-hmm. But look how many more people died of the actual right. of COVID. Like, like people were saying that about DeMar Hamlin when he had went in the cardiac <laughs> arrest on the field. They're like, it's because he got the vaccine. Well, that, that's listen, not for anything, but w- when when there's. Uh, roughly 5,000 um, reasons why somebody died and it's attributed to um, the vaccine after the first, I don't know, four, you yeah. stop listening. Like I, and I'm not, dude, I'm not joking. When I say this, I've seen thousands, oh, thousands yeah. of, it was because of the vaccine yeah. for, and, and this is over the past, you know, since they've been putting the vaccine out, mm-hmm. Like, no matter who dies of what, they'll be like, 
it's it's because of the vaccine and it's like well you know what you are you're worse than what you blame the hospitals of because they'll be like oh well this person will die of a uh you know of uh they'll, they'll be in a, a car accident and then they'll be like why did he die oh it's because of covid it's like but that's what you're doing right you're now saying no it's matter all, yeah everybody that dies is because of the vaccine of the vaccine you're doing exactly yeah. what you accuse the left of doing with you know with with that and and this is and this right here what we just did is why i fucking hate the last five ten years <laughs> because it's just all been political everything and, turns into a device of political right now, yes. it's 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 red versus blue it's you know left versus right it's black versus white it's everything's so political and there's nothing fun anymore uh except for the people that really enjoy this shit you you really enjoy it uh, you know that's your that's like i go on instagram that's what i see you post either wrestling or or political shit and it's like ah, oh, okay that's what you like that's that's your thing i i i, fi- I find that i can't even find fun anymore in like i go on to i go on to social media to escape any kind of like body ailment you know or, like fucking whether it's physical or mental whatever it is any ailment I have, I go on social media to try to, you know, oh, okay, my body's fucking failing me today. Let's go in here to try to take my mind off of it. And then I just see political shit. And I'm like, all right, well, looks like I have to find something else. I and, I and and I try to just, I try to just only follow things that I like, you know, I'm like, okay, I have the choice, right? I could just follow pages that I, and then even to that. I try to follow follow shit that I'm like, all right, I'll sh- surely I'm going to avoid anything political on this page, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'll just see political shit no matter what it is. Christmas, uh, retro shit, something. Somebody's going to bring up something political or 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 vaguely, polit- you know, like or like political adjacent. And it's just like, what the fuck? Somebody's whining about something. Like, I'm whining about it now, but. It's because it's just like, I just, ah, I guess maybe it was always there. Maybe all this shit was always there. I used to be farther out into the fringe. It used to be. Yeah, it was. You would only have like. It was called 1613 South 2nd Street. There you go. It was my grandfather's fucking house. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted to ride my bike and my grandfather would be like, yeah, fucking Ed Rendell. Yeah. Ed Rendell fucking, you know, making my cigarettes $2 a pack. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cry out yeah. ah, the fucking Democrats. They're trying to rob you blind with the cigarette tax. With their yeah. cigarette taxes. How did your grandfather die, by the way? Listen, not for anything. He was eighty-four years That's old. True, yeah, it was. He had a good run. He was eighty-four years old. He did. He did. He did. But have he did have a tumor in his chest. Yes. Um. So, but that's but, where you're supposed to make a joke and say skydiving accident. He was 84 years old, and he but did, and, and he bungee did the jumping. Ro- and he did the rowboat. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, somebody did it. Right. All right. Uh, let's let's get off with all that shit, and let's get into uh, something a little bit more lighthearted. Let's lighten the mood, yeah. Yeah, let's lighten the mood. It's a little bit lighthearted. Uh, it's uh, something we like to call <clears throat> This Week Murder. All right. So it's not really lighthearted. Yeah. Subdued. All right. You know what? <coughs> oh, my God. You hear that? Yeah. It's because I it's because I took the vaccine. You did. Yeah. <clears throat> or it's just because I keep getting sick. Yeah. You know, 
uh, that 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 happens too. It does. This week, murder. More energetic this time. Arrest made in Idaho college slang. So we talked about this a few episodes ago, the one right before Thanksgiving. We did. We talked, or maybe around Thanksgiving, we talked about the stabbings in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the horrific overnight slaying of a group of four Idaho University students. Now, by the way, I didn't realize that this was a story until... Uh, until I mentioned one name. Uh, actually, I mentioned the name. Yeah. And then you said, yeah. And then and I was like, oh, yeah, duh. You remember the coroner? Uh, coroner, my bud. No, you... Okay, no, yeah. no. Here, here's why. I'll jump ahead a little bit. I saw a name, Kernodal, Kernodal, yeah, Kernodal, Kernodal, Kernodling, Kernodling, yeah, um, maybe Kernodal, Kernodal, and I remember because I I made a Don Kernodal, uh, wow, why can't I say Kernodal? I made a Don Kernodal, Kernodal. This is like when I couldn't say William Hirons that time. Remember that? I could say like Herons and Herons and right, yeah. You're, I made you're, a Don Kernodal. Don? Mm-hmm. Kern- <laughs> See, I, I don't even know how to say his name at this point. Don. <laughs> he made a Don joke. Kernoodle? Kernoodle, I believe. Kernoodle. 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 Oh, my God. It's Don Kernoodle. Don Kernoodle. I think he got that. I don't know how to say his name. That's the I problem. Think, I think it's Kernoodle. 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 There you go. You did it. Yeah. It was Low Hasimos, he did it. Yeah. It was easy. Don Kernodal. I don't know if there's a burp in there. Mm. <clears throat> I saw the I saw the uh Kernodal name and I was like, oh, and then I saw these other names, and I'll start to like, oh, how can I play around? And I saw the name Ethan Chapin, and I was like, oh, Ethan Chapin Carpenter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I think I made these jokes already. And then as I'm thinking that, you're like, yeah. We had already said this, and then you said my butt. Yeah, because I think the coroner's like Kathy, my butt, my butt. Somebody's a grabbing my butt. Yeah, and some some girl like reached out to me. And she was like, "I was dying when you guys kept saying my butt." And you say we never get feedback. Email, email. Okay, email, email specifically. Yeah, this is this is different. This is like me being hit on. Oh, okay. And then somebody telling me it's like oh. Okay. So listen, if you're hitting on me, you know, and if that's the only way, I don't know, fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, whatever. All right. So so let's let's go back to this. So there's there's an uh, arrest made. Yeah. And and uh, Idaho. Yeah. Actually, it was made in Pennsylvania. Well, it was the in the Idaho college in the Idaho college slang. Slang. Yeah. So when we when we covered the story before, they were very short on leads. We talked about the speculation about a mystery man. Who spoke with two of the victims? That was a dead end. It was me, Austin. Oh, no. it wasn't Vince McMahon. Okay. Uh, a seeming lack of progress led to some students at the university being reluctant to return to school after the Thanksgiving break that followed. But now, police have arrested Brian Koberger, originally of Scranton, Pennsylvania, in the murders of students Kaylee Goncalves, Ethan Chapin, Zana Kernodal, and Madison Mogan. Like so many high-profile cases, genealogy and DNA evidence played a role in tracking down the suspect. This is a tactic that up until now is almost exclusively employed in cold cases. Like, the first time we heard about this was Golden State Killer. 
using like those retail genealogy DNA kits and things like that. Apparently, I think they, I think a like twenty three and Me and yeah, twenty three and Me and DNA. Yeah. yeah, there's a public one that a lot of them use. I forget what it's called, like GEDmatch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there was DNA found in a knife sheath that was left at the crime scene or something like that. That they matched to the killer. They excluded everybody else in the house uh, because there were people in the house. You talked about this with me earlier. So, so this is what I was going with, and I forgot where I was going. So, thank you for bringing it back. I other than us reading about this when it happened, I completely forgot about this. I, I uh, look when it comes to true crime. I'm not a big true crime fan. I'm just not. It, it puts me in a bad fucking mood. Not okay. Not a bad mood. It puts me in a uh, depressed mood. I like. I, I just don't want to be there. I'm already. You know. I already have dark enough thoughts as it is. You know. Like this sh- type of shit's just not my fucking cup of tea. It's just really not. And um, I I, I think it it brings me back to when I used to stay at your house and you would go to sleep and I'd, I I'd be playing. You know, I'd be like on a computer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you would play some one of those like ID fucking channel. Yeah, South Park called it inform- informative murder porn. Right. And dude, I-, I would just be like, this is freaking me the fuck out. Like, why does he like watch this? Because usually they would have like the very soothing voices for the voiceover people. And they're telling a story, but it's a story you're not going to get too, too, too interested in. So it's like easy to go to sleep to. Not me. I'm up listening and i'm like this is fucking freaky and then like i look over there's like a body laying on a fucking (laughs) like slab and i'm like nah fuck this shit um i uh so i didn't really know anything about it and then my stepdad uh so we we went to my youngest son's wrestling he had a wrestling tournament over the weekend and uh it was you know it was me my daughter my stepdad and my mom and we all drove up together and my stepdad's like uh he goes, yeah, did you hear about this? And he's telling me about the the dude who, you know, killed them. And he Allegedly. T- and he tells me that um, about, like, this girl that was, like, in the house. And I guess this, this guy, what's his name? Uh, Brian Koberger. Brian Koberger. Uh, so, supposedly, now this is according to my, again, I didn't look into it, dude. I, never, I, I did read a little bit of this, so yeah. Okay, so is it any is it close to what I? Yeah, they, they oh, okay. said they, she she saw a guy dressed all in black. Right. So so what he tells me, what my stepdad tells me, he's like, yeah. So apparently this this guy kills these people, and he walks by the girl. He leaves the house. She runs and hides in the bedroom for like eight hours. This is what he tells me, mm-hmm. and this is all I all I'm going by. He was like, now why would she hide for eight hours? And I'm like. Well, I don't know. I was like, now with only going by what you just gave me, you never know what kind of you know r- traumatic responses people have. Yeah, and in fact, I was reading the thing. It's like some psychiatrists like this is a fairly common response when you see trauma like that. You can disassociate very easily. Uh, they call it like I've always heard of fight or flight, but it's really fight, flight, or freeze. And some people get that freeze response. They can kind of even black out now. Right, but when you're listening to my my stepdad, he goes, "Now come on," and I'm like, "Well, no, you don't understand it because you're you're not put in that position because you're thinking you're thinking one way. You're thinking I don't want to say rationally, but rationally, right? Yeah, you're trying to apply logic to a situation where 
you might be so traumatized that you're not thinking logically. <clears throat> and so people immediately go with, well, she has something to do with it. Oh, that's, and that's like, and my mom was saying that too. She's like, oh, I think so. And it's like, that brought me back to my dad who would be like, yeah, nah, I don't think, I, I think he has something to do with it. And my dad's dead. My dad's been dead for nine years now, but like I could see my dad only knowing a little bit of it and not understanding enough right. about how anything works and just coming to a conclusion that it's just like, you don't understand psychology. You don't understand anything about anything yet. You've somehow arrived at guilty. Welcome to the inherent flaw of trials by jury. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm like, and I'm trying to explain to them and I'm, and I'm like, dude, you're yeah, like you just said, you're, you're trying to apply logic to somewhere where you can't really mm -hmm. apply it to, you know, I was like, you don't know what it, and then I said, I was like, I listened to a, I listened to a, uh, a, a tape recording of one of these, like, it was a 911 dispatch call, and it was this lady freaking out about she came home and her husband shot her two daughters and killed, killed the daughters. Right. And when you listen to this lady, uh, like, it's, it's almost like she's going in and out of consciousness, like, like, she, she might be disassociating. That's what the, they're exactly what they're saying. And I was like, you could hear it. You can mm -hmm. hear this lady. Like you can hear the breathing patterns change. You hear like the, the way she's like, it's, it's, it's almost like it's, it's hitting her. Mm -hmm. And then she just goes away. Right. And she comes back and she, she realizes what's happening and then goes away again. Yep. And I'm, and I'm trying to explain this to my stepdad and he's just not getting it. He's like, I don't, I don't understand how she could hide in there for eight, eight hours. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hours. Yeah. It happens. And they automatically have this girl as being guilty and having her, you know, have something to do with it mm -hmm. when she may, maybe she did. That's why it's worth investigating. It's worth looking into, which I'm sure they but, have, but they have, yeah. I'm sure they have. Right. I'm, you know, that look, do, do police get shit wrong a lot? Yeah. They're fucking, this is what I try to say about regular cops and whoever, you know, um, it, it happens a lot. Cops are fucking, you know, like, like when, when, when we bring up, and this is why, this is by the way, uh, what I'm about to say right now is why we got called rate or I got called racist. Um, actually we both got called racist for something I said. Um, and it was, it was just me, me like saying, Hey, we need to hold people accountable. And it was uh, just, I think it was like me criticizing Black Lives Matter. And, um, but this is anything. It's like when when you want to hold police at a, you want to hold them accountable for like uh, killing unarmed people, you know, I think it's it's like, yeah, should, should police do a better job? Of course. If you think that police are doing a perfect job, then you're either a moron or you're just racist. Right. But what they both fail to realize is that the media only plays on certain things that like, 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 like they need to, it's, you know, yeah, the media is also not doing a perfect job. Right. It's sensational sensationalism. They know what's going to sell. If it's a story about white people, 
you know, being killed by cops. It's not going to be that. People aren't going to be like, oh, let's get all up in arms about, you know, more cops kill more white people yearly than they do black people, you know, or, or unarmed white people. Because and then you, you come to find out there's like a uh, Tony Timpa or something like that. There was this guy who was like a cop put his knee on this guy's neck for like 13 minutes or something like that and killed this guy, this like unarmed white guy. Mm hmm. And you don't hear about this dude in the news. This was never a big story. This was never a big thing. And you find out that this is more common than you think. Right. Police killing unarmed white people. It happens. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just not it's just not really being sold because it's not, you know, controversy creates cash. Right. Um, I've heard that's what that's what your your best friend Eric Bischoff said. My best uh, friend. I don't know. Um, but well, anyway, never met the man. Uh, but but there's there's just uh, uh, anyway. Look, uh, this is becoming one of those things where I know where I'm going, and then I get so far off. You know the 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 fucking like wherever my point was, I I, t I start taking these fucking detours that it that it. But anyway, all right, let's get back into this thing because we're 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 not even through the first fucking thing now. Uh, through the first story we're not <laughs> and, um, and we've been doing this for like an hour so let's get let's 45 get. minutes uh one of the challenges investigators had was the daunting task of separating dna from the victims and dna from the suspected killer mm. but all signs uh pointed to koberger a student at nearby washington state university who had no criminal record uh being the culprit once they separated the dna they they matched his dna to the dna found at the scene police believe the koberger entered the house intent on killing the four but the specific motive is as of yet unknown. Hmm. So they haven't really said, here's why. They said he killed them, but they didn't give the uh, the why. As I buy time because my mouse is somehow non-existent. There it goes. I'm trying a new layout here, and it, it's not working so great. I uh, Instead of using an HDMI wire, I'm casting. Oh, here we go. I now have it. And I now have... Sped away. Um, I also don't have my mouse on me. Ah. Koberger was arrested on December 30th in the small town of Albrightsville, I should say, Pennsylvania, in the Pocono Mountains. A relative of Koberger speaking to the New York Post said that he suffered from OCD and was a vegan who made his aunt and uncle buy new pots and pans that were never used to cook meat. Now, what's what's weird about that is when my stepdad was talking to me, we were in the Poconos when he was telling me about mm -hmm. this guy, and I didn't realize we were in the Poconos because where was I? Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. I never knew the. I never knew Jim Thorpe was considered the Poconos. Yeah, uh, Jim Thorpe's not too far away from uh, a place called Broadheadsville where he used to do a lot of wrestling stuff. Right. And uh, Broadheadsville is incredibly close to where they picked this guy up. Like, incredibly close. Yeah, I just, I never considered Jim Thorpe the Poconos. Or maybe it's not that, it's not that I didn't consider, well, I guess, yeah, I, I didn't consider it because I didn't know. Right. I, I, I knew it's somewhere near, you know, the Poconos, mm -hmm. but I didn't know it was considered. Because when I think of, the, I think of like. Mount Pocono, like, obviously. Yeah, Mount Pocono, Lake Wall and Paul Pack, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Goldsboro, uh, all places that I lived in or, you know, growing up, like. So growing up in Philly, you you vacationed to two places really. 
Well, you said you lived there. It was like a, like I a had, seasonal I, residence. I had, yeah, we owned land. Okay. We had we had places in the Pocono Ranchettes and uh, Indian Country, which are both in like Goldsboro. So you own you own property. You fucking pay taxes. You know, yeah. We we went up there in the in the summer and in the winter. Uh, like we literally owned places up there. We had uh, a camper up there that we would stay in during the winter and the summer. You know, yeah, we literally and we had, like I said, we had it in two different spots. Right. So, um, I yeah, I spend my summers there, and so you know, so in my winter, and um, I going up there, man. I just never fucking knew Jim Thorpe was part of it. I never knew. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. But anyway, now you know. And now everybody, now all of you know too, audience. I'm sure you were wondering. Now you know Jim Thorpe, Pocomos. Um, The 20-year-old had visited Seven Sirens Brewing Company in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Is that the Poconos? I don't think so. Uh, and the owner had claimed that he posed odd questions to female customers and staff, mm-hmm. asking them where they lived and their work schedules, and he would get upset if they didn't tell him. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, the brewery's owner, Jordan Cerulnik, uh, talked to Kohlberger after an incident where he called a bartender a bitch for not answering his questions. Was it my dad? <laughs> On that visit uh, where uh, the owner talked to him about it, Kohlberger had her single beer, left, and never returned. You know, I, I, I've realized that my me and this dude, like, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking of, like, different, uh, the way different people act, and... I, I noticed that I I ask questions a lot sometimes that may be considered weird or overly personal maybe yeah that that uh, overly personal to who to was like if you're just meeting somebody and it might be like a little more in depth and some people might want to some people who I don't know I'm you not, have to give me their names I, I don't or else or else you're just you're just you're 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 putting it out there and saying that's how that person should feel ver like. It's probably how you feel. Maybe it's what you think, because obviously I don't think it's too personal. Being where I'm from, you just there was no such thing as being too personal with with certain questions like like, oh, where are you from? Oh, where do you work on? Like, that's a very Philly thing. Mm-hmm. That's or at least a South Philly thing right. or at least a South Philly Second Street, you know, mm-hmm. thing like where somebody else might look and go, oh, that's weird. That's. Because it depends on where you're from and how you're raised. Where I'm from, that's not too personal. I right. think personal would be like, how big is your dick, hon? That would be fairly personal. Right? Did you take a shit today? Did also you shit? personal. Did you wipe front to back or back to front today, hon? Yeah, getting very, very personal now. Right. That is personal. Where do you work? Not personal. According to... Certain people, certain people, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're asking me my name. That's personal. How dare you? Right. Like some people are, it's, it, it, it really, I guess, depends on what your line is, but I never ever will tell somebody else how to feel about what's personal or whatever, but I, and I don't want somebody to do that to me too. So like, if I ask somebody, Hey, uh, Oh, what, what time do you work till? And it's just me being curious right mm-hmm. it's nobody else's fucking place to jump in and be like oh don't ask that why are you asking what time they're d-? because i fucking want to because i'm curious mind your business like i ask if they don't want to answer they could say i don't feel comfortable answering that right 
that's fine. That's up to the, or they could tell me the time. I, and, I, and I'm thinking like this now, however, when I think of the, like them not giving, you know, uh, what he wants to hear and him calling them a bitch, mm-hmm. I immediately think of my dad. Okay. Cause my dad would do shit like that. Like if you didn't tell my dad what he wanted to fucking hear. Right. If you didn't, if, if you didn't tell him where you lived, if you like, or whatever it yeah. was, no matter what it is, if he, if you don't give him the fucking, <clears throat> like whatever he wants, he's going to get fucking pissed. And I get, I get a little pissy sometimes when, when, when I don't see it as being like too invasive or whatever the fucking too, whatever the, whatever it is, like, I'll, I'll, we'll get back to this in a second. I always think of my dad when he, uh, called my ex and wanted my ex to buy something that he saw. And I was like, dad, and I'm trying to explain to him Dad, this is a scam. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, just just buy it and I'll give you the money for it. And I'm like, no, 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 dad. What I'm saying is she doesn't want to use her credit card. Right. If this thing's a scam. And he was getting pissed because he had made up, you know, in his mind, he had his mind made up that it was completely safe. Right. And it was like, you do what I want you to do or I'm going to be really pissed off at you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, you're going to have to fucking, as they used to say, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. And, you know, you're going to have to get over it because we're not doing it. And he fucking freaked out on me and hung up on me and got, you know, and that's just what my dad was like. That's just the type. And, I, and I'm and i like, I wonder if this dude has the same type of shit that my dad, whatever my dad had, whatever was right. wrong with my dad. You know, um, you can't study his fucking brain and you can't study him because some people just don't want to be studied. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be great if my dad would have been able to study. We could figure a lot, you know, a lot out about why he acted the way he did. This guy, who the hell knows what's going on with him, but it just reminded me of... I'm sure this guy will be studied if he agrees to be interviewed. He'll be like one of those people. <clears throat> yeah, uh, ho- hopefully, and hopefully it is because I think that so many people, and this is, pay attention, kids. This is this is important. This is what I always say. It's It's really good sometimes to not just... Um, you know, have a knee jerk reaction and want to just hang somebody because we want to, we want to stop people from doing things. We want to stop rapists. We want to stop murderers. We want to stop abusers of any, we want to stop, um, chomos. We want to stop, uh, like no matter what it is, we want to prevent these things from happening. Right? So what's the best way to prevent them to study it and understand it? Not just have some kind of knee-jerk reaction and get angry and want to fucking just kill them. That wh- how's that helping? How's that- those eye for an eye people? Because this guy killed four people, so we should kill him. Right. And how does that like how does that help us under like we should see like we should pay attention to like uh behavioral patterns and di- like there's different things that we should be able to spot and be like, okay. All right, this guy, like he should have never, you know, I don't know what the name was uh, of the the Schneckenbecker guy, the brewery guy. Sure, the brewery guy. Like he he says to this dude, he's like, you're going to be good now, right? You're going to be cool. Yeah, it's it's something like that. Yeah. And it's like, why? You, You saw how he was acting. Why the fuck would you even want him back? You know what I mean? Like, like I just it this isn't like 
only a handful of fucking weird shit have happened to to these women. Like, this isn't anything new. This was recent, wasn't it? Within the last few years that, that yeah, this was earlier this year, I believe yeah, that this okay. happened. Yeah. Well, last year. Your last year, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. It's not like like even it, it, it's it's yeah, yeah, dude. There's just this dude was given way, way too much fucking leeway to be a weirdo, be a creep, and be allowed around people. Like that bar dude should have never, the uh, brewery dude should have never let that guy back in mm-hmm. for like asking so many personal questions that they didn't feel comfortable with. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, all right. So yeah, uh, the brewery scanned everyone's ID and allowed staff to enter notes on customers in their system. There you go. Uh, Co- Koberger's read, uh, hey, this guy makes creepy comments. Keep an eye on him. He'll have two or three beers and get too comfortable. That's my point. They already knew, right? Right. It should have been. Sorry, you're not you're not welcome here. All right. Yeah, I guess they had their line. and He hadn't crossed it at that point. Okay. Uh, Koberger has also been reportedly disruptive while being held. Uh, this is before he was extradited to Idaho. He allegedly exposed his genitals to Valerie Cipollina, who was held for six hours in a nearby cell in Monroe County Jail in Pennsylvania. Uh, Cipollina also claimed Koberger yelled explicit rap lyrics. And interesting guy uh, yelling explicit rap lyrics, vegan, OCD. And we didn't mention this, but he's a very uh, staunch libertarian. Which is very confusing to yeah, me. Interesting man. Yeah. He does need to be studied. Uh, I cut them, I'll cut you, he repeatedly said, according to Sibelina. You know what her name reminds me of? What? Do you remember there's a song that's like, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina? Yes, I do, yeah. Sibelina. Sip Sibelina. Mrs. Sibelina, Mrs. Val Sibelina. There you go. Uh, so he said, uh, I cut them, I'll cut you, to, uh, to guards. He said, you come in here and I'll cut you, I'm gonna pee in your face. Do what you want with me. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna pee in your. I'm face. gonna pee in your face. Maybe you said piss, and she was uh, censoring him. I don't know. But then she says, "I don't give a shit." So, but then she he says, "I don't give a shit." So I'm gonna guess he said, "I'm going to pee in your face." Which, like, which makes a fuck. I'm gonna tinkle in your face. I yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like what? Oh, Why did you say tinkle then? Fuck! I'm gonna tinkle all over you. Yeah. Next story. All right. Uh, X UFC. I can't read it, dude. There you go. Ex-UFC fighter charged in death of girlfriend in Mexico. Phil Baroni. Now, we know we know Phil Baroni. We know who Phil Baroni Phil, is. Phil Baroni. No, it's just Phil Baroni. We know who he is. We know Phil Baroni. Maybe not everybody does. We know who he is. We know who he is. Yeah. But it, no, what I'm saying is it's one of these, like, we know who Phil Baroni is. It's not like it's like, who's this Jabroni? You know? No, it's Baroni, not Jabroni. Uh, Phil Baroni. Uh, we know who he is. It's who's n- this Fabroni? It's not like it's just some, like, uh you know obscure guy that we've never heard of before like if you followed mma at a certain time when it was right before it hit big again you know who phil baroni is right yeah weird this is weird phil baroni 46 who gained notoriety in the early days of the zufa dana white controlled ufc uh more for his talking than for his fighting skills uh was arrested in mexico for the beating death of his girlfriend who has only been named as paula uh, Baroni was charged with aggravated femicide. Remember, we talked about that uh, a few episodes ago. Femicide. Paula. Who do I know that was with a Paula before? I think James Dean was with a Paula. Either J- either Dean or. Do you think your last name was Alto? No. It wasn't Paula. It was either Alto? James Dean or, or Orson Welles was with a Paula before. I'm pretty sure. Uh, go ahead. 
Uh, Baroni was charged with aggravated femicide, which is a homicide uh, where the gender of the, the, the fact that the victim is female was key in the killing. On New Year's Day in San Fernando, Mexico, a beach town near Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, I don't. I, we, we, I, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I never. I never. Fought. It's like I don't think he was like. You know what? You're a girl, so I'm gonna have to do it. I think it was just. I don't know enough about it, but I'm just. Well, no, it was it, because it was a domestic thing, and I think domestic <laughs> things get flagged as that. That's right. Um, that, and that that's a Mexican thing, right? Uh, Mexican Mexico does it, and a few places in Europe do it. Uh, it's not a thing like the United States, right? I forget the girl's name, but the girl who was down there for a party with uh, friends that got beaten to death, um, it, it was femicide in her case. I, uh, we mentioned it a few episodes ago. Uh, it was Phil Baroni himself who flagged down police and told them that his girlfriend was unconscious in their hotel room. Police found the victim lifeless and bruised on a hotel room bed. Uh, Baroni told police that they had been drinking and smoking marijuana earlier that afternoon, and an argument ensued after Paolo revealed that he uh, she had been cheating on Baroni. According to Baroni's account, he demanded Paola take a shower, but she refused. Baroni then uh, said he then threw her into the shower and she hit her head uh, and then slipped and injured herself further. Baroni said he later helped her onto the bed and she asked her beer and cigarettes. He went out to get that, but when he came back, he found her unresponsive. Uh, Mexican authorities aren't forthcoming with information, only saying that they're holding an American named Philip B. in the case. Baroni amassed a 16 and 19 record in MMA, fighting for UFC, Pride FC, Bellator, and smaller organizations. He also dabbled in boxing and professional wrestling. He had only fought MMA twice since 2018, his last fight being a loss to Sai Wang uh, for the Chinese promotion Rebel FC in September 2019. Hmm. Um, with a with a crime like this, it should be called Rock and Rebel MC, right? Or FC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the news comes. Um, that, that's because see, there was a wrestler named Rock episode 25 independence why do you name, know that n- number i think it's 25 it might be a different number yeah rock and rebel yeah uh the news comes at an, a time when the mma world is dealing with a wave of coverage when it comes to domestic violence after video leaked of ufc president dana white and his wife slapping one another during a new year's eve well, argument well let, let's let's be fair on she this slapped one. Him she first. smacks it she yeah they're they're talking and she cracks him and then he smacks her back. Right. So, you know, equal rights, equal fights, or whatever they say. Good fight, good night, is believe. And that was celebrity deathmatch. Right. No. Um you know, don't listen. Listen, ladies, keep your fucking hands off men. All right. Agreed. Keep your fucking hands off. Uh everybody keep your hands to yourself. No, 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 no. 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 You have every right to defend yourself. Right, right, right. But if nobody throws the first punch, then there's no need to defend yourself. Right. That's Mrs. what I said. White. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, that would be Dana White's wife. Yeah. yeah. Women, keep your fucking hands to yourselves. That's all. All right. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and we will be back to talk about um, Tylenol, <laughs> amongst other things. Yeah. Tylenol. We're only going to talk about Tylenol. Well, it's going to be a central part of the story. Stay tuned for that. All right. So we're going to focus on a rarity. For murder, my dude, this week is that a uh, My Little Pony rarity? I don't know, is it? I think so. I think I think that was the producer for Doctor Who when it first started. It Rarity Lambert, mm. Verity Lambert, Verity Lambert, yeah. Verity. I think Rarity may be a My Little Pony. No idea. Don't really care. That's very rude. <laughs> 
The bronies are going to hate me now. I'm a villain to the bronies. So when you talk about, um, it's a 40-year-old cold case, to be exact. This is an unsolved murder. Yeah, it is. Uh, Rarity. It is an unsolved murder. No, oh. no, no, no. It's My Little Pony. Oh. It's the, uh, did you ever see this one before? It's the the white one with the purple hair. Looks somewhat familiar. Mm, fucking weirdo. Why would you even know what that looks like? <laughs> looks like a My Little Pony. I have kids, all right? Mm-hmm. I have kids. That's why I know what it is. Are your son's bronies or is it your daughter? Actually, do you remember we had My Little Ponies? Yeah, I believe, yeah. We were given, we were gifted. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we were doing like that horseman thing. So, yeah. so real quick, the it, it was me, you, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Grimm, and this dude, Scott. And uh, for letting everybody know, we were affectionately called the Four Horsemen. We would kind of travel up from Philly together to New York, and somebody joked, jokingly called us the four horsemen i don't know if we did we called no no i think somebody else started it somebody called us i think it's a little weird if you started but yeah it's kind of like when you call yourself the punisher yeah right um so somebody called us the four horsemen and it just became a thing like that became our thing we would we would throw up the fours like you know the 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 four horsemen like the four fingers and pictures and whatever Mm -hmm. we kind of ran with it um and this girl i don't remember if it was ashley or or if it was stephanie i think it was ashley yeah one of them though yeah yeah and uh these girls from philly that would hang out with us uh at one of them ended up buying us my my (laughs) little i do remember that yeah (laughs) and uh, we all had a my little pony that was you know gifted to us and i thought it was pretty funny Mm -hmm. and uh yeah but uh, I, I wasn't a big My Little Pony fan growing up or anything. I actually did like other things. Just like, Rarity. Rarity was your, your go-to. Uh, it wasn't, actually. No, it wasn't. I didn't know any of the names. Um, now now that I said that, I actually recently was in an Aldi with my daughter. And, what did you see at Aldi's? And uh, she starts like mentioning my little pony names and i was like yeah dude that's probably about the only my little pony name i would know and then she names another one i was like oh yeah i know that name and then she named about 10 more and i'm it like it was a big thing for a minute there the the the, the reaper with the bronies and shit right yeah and, and i remember and i remember going oh yeah so i know all of those names hmm. huh that's weird yeah anyway all right so uh what well, we're gonna talk about yeah right there i got caught up i'm good um, when you talk about a series of unsolved killings, one of the elements that's often forgotten is the sense of fear and unease that spreads throughout a community. I didn't mess up the recording, cases. did I? Like, no, I the, the recording's fine. Okay, good. It's still moving. All right. Um, and that terror spread nationwide in 1982 when several residents of the Chicagoland area, uh, which is a great name, the Chicagoland area. I love that. Uh, were killed by the most everyday of items, an over-the-counter pain reliever. Uh, released in the 1950s, Johnson & Johnson's Tylenol brand was a gigantic player in the non-prescription pain reliever market from the get-go. Aspirin had developed a reputation for causing stomach distress in some. Ibuprofen was deemed unsafe for use in children under 12. And that led Tylenol to becoming initially marketed as a fever reducer for children. I am a big uh, ibuprofen fan. Now, what's funny about that is I just, because I have a medicine box literally right in front of me and i grabbed it and i was like yeah so i'm gonna grab it and i'm gonna shake my bottle of ibuprofen mm-hmm. except this is not ibuprofen it's aspirin 
Ah. This is ibuprofen. You, you can hear the difference. Shake, yeah. you, you don't have any Tylenol shake, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. Damn it. Because I'd have to murder somebody, you know? Not necessarily. Oh, that's not how it works? No. Huh. Uh, it would be Tylenol, uh, as a matter of fact. It, it, it was started as like you gave it to children because you couldn't give them ibuprofen. Because I think there's some like thing called like Ray's syndrome that you could get from ibuprofen if you took it when you were under 12. Like either, then they said you couldn't give like Advil to people like kids. Um, I'll tell you what, ibuprofen's a fucking it's it, it's it's amazing, man. It's, I was gonna say it's a godsend, but I don't believe in sending. Mm-hmm. I don't, believe don't send them. Right. Uh, it would be Tylenol given to a 12 year old girl that would start the story going on the morning of September. 29th 1982 so i am not even i'm not even born yet right not even thought of no i was um, i was oh wasn't this the lady from mash mary kellerman wasn't that sally kellerman oh know. that's what that is uh yeah of elk grove village illinois woke up with some classic symptoms of a common cold a sore throat runny nose and as one would often do when they wake up feeling sick mary went to the medicine cabinet and took a single extra-strength Tylenol pill that morning. Within minutes, the horseback-riding 7th grader fell to the ground. An emergency call was made at 6.38 a.m. Quote, I heard her go to the bathroom, Mary's father, Dennis, later told the Chicago Tribune. I heard the door closed, then I heard something drop. I went to the bathroom door, I called, Mary, are you okay? There was still no answer. Why do I know this story? Uh, I, t- I asked you, you told me, you asked me why we haven't done this before. I'm like, okay, well, we'll do it. It's like, yeah, we don't really do a lot of unsolved maybe stuff. That, maybe that's yeah. why. That's why. Okay. No, 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 no. That's, that's probably what it is. I probably looked into it a long time ago. And one because because as soon as you're, I'm like, this really sounds familiar. That's probably why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I called Mary. Are you okay? There was still no answer. So I opened the bathroom door. My little girl was on the floor unconscious. She was still in her pajamas. Mary was rushed to the hospital. Her heart stopped in the ambulance. And uh, CPR and the insertion of a pacemaker <laughs> failed to get it going again. <coughs> Fearing a reaction, the medication was to blame. Police took the, in the entire Kellerman medicine cabinet as evidence. A day later, an autopsy confirmed her death was due to acute cyanide intoxication. The Tylenol wasn't initially suspected because, it was, as one firefighter put it, quote, everybody in the world took Tylenol. It was like the most popular over-the-counter pain reliever at this point. It probably still is. A few hours later, Mary Kellerman was pronounced dead, and uh, around that time, Adam Janus, or Janus, I don't know, uh, a 27-year-old postal worker taking a sick day with a cold of his own, picked up his kids from preschool and stopped at a Jewel convenience store to buy some extra-strength Tylenol for his cold. Adam told his family he was going to take two of the pills and lay down. A few minutes later, he staggered out of his kitchen and collapsed. The doctors at Northwest Community Hospital found resuscitation impossible, Thinking the death a simple heart attack, Adam's family gathered at his home to mourn and plan his funeral. Uh, while there, Adam's younger brother Stanley sought out relief for his bad back. Adam's uh, or Stanley's wife uh, Teresa found the bottle of extra strength Tylenol and gave him two, and also took two for herself. Uh, within minutes, both both uh, Stanley and Teresa had collapsed as well. When Doctor Thomas Kim heard two more of the Janice family had collapsed. He suspected that the stress and trauma of losing a child had done in Adam's parents. Uh, and he was shocked to find the truth. Quote, I have been talking with this six foot healthy guy, Kim said of his prior meeting with Stanley Janice. 
And I said, well, what happened? Did he faint? Kim fully suspected foul play when he found that Stanley's wife had collapsed as well. In between the Janice deaths. Yeah, because it's like you, you look at the one. OK, that's yeah. that's weird. But then three people in the yeah. same family all drop. Right. They all just start yeah. dropping like flies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're going to say, OK, well, something's up. now. Something's up. In between the Janice deaths, Mary Reiner, a recent mother who had given birth to her fourth child a week before, was dealing with postpartum pains and turned to extra strength Tylenol for relief. Ed Reiner, her husband, walked in shortly after to find Mary collapsed on the floor. Later that night, Mary McFarland, a 31-year-old store clerk from Elmhurst, Illinois, collapsed after taking Tylenol for a headache at work. So you're you're going to investigate this. You're going to look at all right. You're you're, you're finding out what's what is everybody you know taking right right and where this is it all happening and obviously you're gonna you're gonna look at where it's coming from right okay so th- these are fairly simple things mm-hmm. all right um well there's one more okay well investigators tried desperately to uncover the source of the deaths because now they realize there's a pattern and we got to just see what these people had in common uh paula prince arrived at chicago's o'hare airport uh she was a flight attendant and she was coming in on a flight from flight from Vegas. She lived in Chicago. She picked up some Tylenol from a Walgreens on the way back, and they found her dead in her apartment two days later. They said it was so instant and so overwhelming, like she fell backwards. She didn't stagger. She didn't like she wasn't crawling to go to look for help. She just fell back dead. That's how powerful this dose of cyanide was. And cyanide had been suspected as the cause of death by the time. The next day, uh, the day came to a close, September 29th. After ruling out other links between the victims, investigators eventually cracked open a few of the Tylenol capsules. Isn't that what's uh, in uh, apple seeds? Yeah, small amounts of cyanide are in apple seeds. That's why they, they, they discourage you from eating them. Right. I guess you can swallow them whole, but if you chew them, it can be dangerous, I think, or something like that. Okay. I don't know the deal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cyanide is, is definitely, it's also in uh, cigarettes, but it's small amounts, trace amounts. Cyanide had been suspected as a cause of the death by the time September 29th came to a close. And so they open up a capsule full of Tylenol and, and like the capsules work. There's like powdered medicine inside. So they pour out the powder and they get that telltale smell. Cyanide has a very distinctive smell of bitter almonds. Mm. Yeah, bitter almonds. And when they smelled that, that was the proof positive that they found their murder weapon. Like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Tylenol. So a press conference was called the morning after to alert the public that cyanide had been found in Tylenol. It was noted that both Tylenol bottles from the Janice and Kellerman cases were from the same lot number, lot number MC2880, which was immediately recalled. Tylenol pulled it off the shelves. Information didn't travel as fast in 1982. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have 24-hour TV news. Um, So trucks with loudspeakers traveled Chicago neighborhoods advising people to use caution if they were taking Tylenol. And soon enough, word spread and Tylenol hysteria was at a fever pitch, especially around Chicago. Uh, Roy Danes, at, at the time the CEO of the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, took frantic calls most of the day the news broke. Quote, you answer, and it's people worried who had taken Tylenol, he later said. The simple answer is, if you took it and you're calling me, don't worry. Don't worry, yeah. But don't take anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. Listen, hey, did you just call me? Yeah, then you're alive. Yeah. Yeah, because this was really fast acting. Like, these people were dying within minutes, if not seconds, of taking the Tylenol. Like, cyanide Right, like like, like they said, the the lady fell backwards. She didn't even have time to stagger. Right. Yeah. So by October 5th, that's less than a week after, or about a week afterward, 
Johnson and Johnson by that point had recalled. This is national news now. It's everywhere. News has traveled. Johnson and Johnson recalled all 31 million bottles of Tylenol in store shelves in the United States. They uh, they say this probably cost them up to probably more than a hundred million dollars. They modified their packaging, introducing the tamper-resistant bottle caps and lid covers. Are the not only the industry standard to this day; they're the law now. You have to have tamper-proof packaging. Good. And, um, and, and people, you know, will sit there and wonder why. It's because it's shit like why. this. Yeah. This is why. Uh, a stark improvement over the screw tops and cotton balls that came before. And this also became like the anti federal anti-tampering laws came into play here. Um, like, remember a few years ago, there was this whole thing. Of, it may have been like a TikTok thing or something like that, where people were opening like things of yogurt at stores and like spitting in it and closing it again. Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, it was a big first thing. of all, I fucking despise TikTok, mm-hmm. and it's the only thing that I think that I, I was like Trump should have did this. And oh, and he said he's going to shut down TikTok. Yeah, it's the only thing that I was like, please do it, Mr. President. I love you. <laughs> I'll vote for you again. And I'm not joking. Yeah. I, I I'll vote for you a second time, like I did the first time. I didn't vote for him the first time. We just said again. Uh, I know I did. I know I did. It was a Freudian slip. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a wrong slip. I never voted for him. Mm-hmm. You know who I didn't vote for that I that I fucking should have. I'm, I'm not. I'm getting political here. That I kind of wish that I would have voted for Obama. Obama. I never voted for Obama, and I wish that I did. I didn't vote for him the first. I didn't vote the first time. I didn't vote when we lived in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey at all. I didn't vote. I uh, the first person. You know who the first the first time I voted. Uh the primary in 2016. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah. That was the first time I fucking the, voted. The first presidential candidate I ever voted for was John Kerry. Well, the first presidential candidate I, I voted for was... Your favorite, Hillary Clinton. No. Oh. She's not my favorite. But that was because Bernie was already eliminated. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was already eliminated. You didn't write him in? No, because it was yeah, That would be might as well have voted for Trump at that point. Yeah. Not voted. Right. No, that's why that's why I voted right. for her. I, 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 there's a picture. It's I famous. believe you did what I did. You literally I held. held your nose. I literally held I, my nose. I did the same thing. There's a fucking dude. There's not only there's a a picture of me going, eh, <laughs> like you know, like do I have to? Who knew? And uh, but I literally, I swear, I fucking literally held my nose as mm-hmm. I voted for her. I believe I did the same thing. It was like nobody knew what the fuck I was doing, but I literally did because it made me feel good. Yeah, it made me feel good. But that's the only way I would have fucking voted for Trump. Is he banned TikTok? If he banned TikTok. I, and I know that people think that it's like, oh, come on, that's silly. No, it's not. No, it's not. First of all, it, did you see like the studies they have of like brain fuck function? No, I didn't. Of young people like that, that, that dude. It's, but now everything's emulating TikTok, like these reels and and YouTube shorts. This is all emulating but, TikTok. But, but not enough people go on those things. Yeah. Well, I think if you get rid of TikTok, another TikTok will rise or take its place, though. Um, I maybe, maybe, maybe they will. <clears throat> I don't think that this many people liked Vine and all that shit. Yeah. I think that once this goes away, if TikTok goes away for whatever reason, like within the next five years. You're not going to find something that's, that's going to immediately take its place. Obviously, kids are going to need something, mm-hmm. but they'll find something else. It's, it's, something will come along that, that'll, you know, pique their interest that isn't going to be as bad. TikTok's bad. It's really bad, especially with the with with all the challenges. That's that's what I hate about it. It's not just the dancing. It's like, all right, cool. People are dancing. It's stupid. It, it, like, you know what it was, dude? I saw a fucking I saw this girl 
who like something happened with her baby and the baby was in a hospital. And instead of just like not mourning, cause I don't think the kid died, mm-hmm. but it was just like her standing over her sick fucking kid doing TikTok dances. And I'm like, I'm fucking fuming looking at it. Like you piece right. of shit. You, you suck as a mother. You fucking suck as a mother. You're a piece of fucking shit. Your kid's in a fucking hospital and you're doing a dance over it? A fucking TikTok dance? Fuck you. Fuck anybody that agrees with you. Well, that's how she, maybe that's how she, co- fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck them. All of you should have your kids taken away from you. There you go. God. So, yeah, those people uh, that were doing the stuff with the the yogurt and like spitting in the containers at yeah. the stores, uh, that is illegal. It's a felony. Yeah. It's a federal offense because of these anti-tampering laws because of this case because of this case yeah. and, and tylenol suffered too even after they did bring it back in the shelves after they did the recall they put out the new packaging in the weeks following the deaths the once dominant brand went from owning 35 percent of the non-prescription pain reliever market to just under eight percent eventually the safety focus changes and consumer sympathy because they're like tylenol almost they, they were like tylenol not not really this it wasn't like this big a public thing but it was like tylenol was kind of the eighth victim because like Tylenol was, and, and we'll get to another reason why in a minute here. Uh, but there were some tough months for the brand before they came back to to where they were. It also led to a mistrust of consumer products that last to this day. This was the beginning of that whole thing about tainted Halloween candy. Um, ch- you have to check your candy because somebody may have poisoned it. Right. Which, um, which you know, we well, we we know like every, every look. Is there somebody that I okay? Ch- check this out. At first, when you would see copycat things or whatever, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, these are few and far between. Now they're co- becoming a little bit more prevalent. Mm-hmm. It used to be a thing. Nobody is wasting their fucking drugs on your fucking kids. Nobody's right. giving away their shit for free. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past people today because of, of these TikTok things and because of the way people do copycat shit mm-hmm. and they don't care. And And it's not like, look, homeless people. Homeless people that don't have a dime in their fucking pocket somehow are getting drugs all the time. Yeah. So if that is a thing, then the poorest of the poor, that that's that's what's great about America. That we're like one of the only countries where we could just throw out money. Just yeah. just lay it on like oh pennies, yeah, pennies, pennies, dimes. We just sweep it up and throw it away. Yeah. Because we don't want to bend over and pick it up. And because it's like, eh, it's just like how that's how that's how you know we're not poor. Right. You know, but uh, I, I just I do fear that that. These things will happen. These things that you we used to look at it and go, nobody's wasting their drugs. I mm-hmm. think they will waste their drugs now. So uh, and, and there was a there was a thing before this that kind of led to the Halloween hysteria. There was a thing where um a few kids got poisoned by pixie sticks. But you found out it was because one of the kids dads poisoned to kill his kid for insurance money. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there were some copycat attacks here. Uh, naturally, after after this all comes to light and after people stop dying from Tylenol. And I'm not trying to laugh. I'm not laughing at a kid. It's just like, holy shit, dude. Like. <sighs> all right. Okay. Uh, the focus of the case turned to finding the culprit. And this was before the days where surveillance cameras uh, were like an everyday thing in stores. Like, it used to be rare to find a, a, a camera in a store. Like, sometimes, like, and this is the late 80s that I can remember going to stores, sometimes we'd have a camera by the entrance, and that might be it. Uh, but 
a camera in every aisle like now that was very rare back then uh so there weren't really a lot of forensics available at the time investigators had to turn to the public for clues they put out a tip line uh and bar owner marty sinclair made a call to the tip line and his a lot of the tips were just like crazy people like that said like like a ghost came to them and told them that who did it and stuff like that marty sinclair seemed to have a more uh viable sensical tip and uh, he owned the Oxford Pub in the Chicago area. And some people that were regulars there recalled this odd guy in the bar uh, for the weeks and months leading up to the murders named Roger Arnold. Roger Arnold was a military veteran who would love to talk about his passion for chemistry and once mentioned that he had recently acquired some cyanide for a project he was planning. Uh, the police report filed after the call made the following description. Uh, the subject was recently divorced and is despondent, supposedly picked up a quantity of cyanide six months ago and said he was working on a project. Arnold was an early suspect, but there wasn't a hard, hard evidence that ever really surfaced tying him to the killings other than this. Uh, he was put under heavy public scrutiny, scrutiny however, and he blamed Marty Sinclair. Uh, in the summer of 83, Arnold thought he saw Marty Sinclair, the man he blamed for ruining his life, leaving a bar with a group of people. He approached with a gun and opened fire, but the man he killed was actually uh, computer consultant John Stanisha, which is probably the most Chicago name I have heard so far. John Stanisha from Chicago, um, not Marty Sinclair. Roger Arnold was sentenced to 30 years in prison for that killing in 1984, and he served about half of that time before he was released early in the late 90s. He died in 2008. Very remorseful for the killing of Stanisha, but adamantly denying involvement in the poisonings. Hmm. Uh, retired Chicago PT, PD, PT as well, part-time police department. Uh, no, retired Chicago police department detective Jimmy Gildea, who interviewed Arnold at the time, still th thinks that he was the, 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 the poisoner. He just struck me as being real resentful of his lot in life, Gildea later told Fox News. I think he was kind of a broken little man, really. Um, and you'll see, like, and it's not universally this, but a lot of the people, like, the cops who worked the case liked Roger Arnold for it, and, uh, we'll get to the FBI later, and they had their own suspect, and there was kind of a split on, uh, uh Chicago PD thought Roger Arnold was the guy, and the guy we'll talk about a little bit was who the FBI thought it was. Another theory, one that seemed more based on highly circumstantial evidence, uh, linked Unabomber Ted Kaczynski as the culprit. Owing to his anonymous attacks and his proximity to the Chicago area at the time of the murders, police have explored links, but he's never been charged. Uh, most people think that might be a little out there. Like, it was something about, like, the area, because like, I guess there was, like, he always had, like, wooden-themed things, and, like, I guess the, the owners of Johnson & Johnson were something Wood Johnson, and, like, one of the things was in, like, Oakdale or some shit like that. Okay. He's, well, like, he's yeah. probably not Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps the uh, biggest uh, development. That, that just It just smacks of crazy conspiracy theory people that are, or, a.k.a. conspiracy theorists, uh, that, yeah, they'll they'll be like, well, if you look and it had, you know, if, if, if and, and then they'll start to be like, Wood has four letters in it, and yeah. this had four, and then, They'll start to connect shit that's like, yeah, uh, and and there there have been people and they, these people. This is another theory that has gotten some traction. There's not like a specific suspect on it, but a lot of people think it might have been a, a situation where, like, one of these people was targeted 
like they kind because what they think happens they think people are the whoever did this bought these bottles of Tylenol uh took them home took out a few of the capsules uh opened them up emptied out the medicine put in the cyanide resealed them uh put like the cotton back in the bottle rescrewed the bottle went back to the store and put them back on the shelves except for one of them and they don't know who probably not Paula Pierce because she bought it that day but one of the other victims that would would have or um not the Janices because he just bought it that day but maybe probably not, I don't know who would have been because I don't think unless someone was trying to kill the twelve year old kid uh that one of them maybe did that at their house to their bottle of Tylenol and then did all the other ones to make it look like some crazy serial killer and not um not that person it's like the ABC murders the Poirot story right where it was like somebody just wanted to kill their person so they came up with this crazy convoluted thing where they're killing people. Uh, that were near a certain train station that matched with that letter of the alphabet. But the other cr- killings were just kind of a cover-up to um, to um, what was what was really going on. So that that's a, that's an idea behind it. Yeah. Um. So then, by the way, that uh, the ABC anything Poirot related is fucking fantastic. Oh, totally, totally. And then uh, the biggest development was a ransom note that was sent shortly after the attacks to Johnson and Johnson, uh, which talked about how easy it was to pull off the killing saying, since the cyanide is inside the gelatin, it's easy to get buyers to swallow the bitter pill. It also claimed that it took less than 10 minutes. Literally. Um, yeah. Uh, it, the ransom note also claimed that it took less than 10 minutes. The bitter almond pill. Yes. Uh, to prepare a bottle and the budget for the attacks was under $50. Jesus. The letter demanded that Johnson & Johnson deposit $1 million into a specific bank account. And they didn't think the person who owned the bank account would have been that stupid to say, hey, put it in my bank account. So they think that was like either a red herring or then somebody trying to set somebody up. A fingerprint led police to James William Lewis, whose wife was formerly employed and was owed pay from the man whose bank account was named in the letter. Police investigated Lewis and many, especially the FBI, this is the guy I was talking about, many consider him the prime suspect in this case to this day, but he's never been formally charged with it. Uh, he has claimed it, is t- it took him si- three days to send the letter, but it's also believed that the letter was sent exactly three days after the victims took the poison Tylenol, meaning he would have had to have sent the letter before the story hit the news if that were true. Uh, however, police could uh, not refute Lewis's claim that he was in New York and not Chicago, when these attacks happened. Sketches provided by Lewis to law enforcement under the auspices of helping investigators determine how the attacks could have been carried out have been compared to by some to the If I Did It book written by O.J. Simpson. Like, if, if somebody were to do this, here's how they could do it. They're probably like, this is how he probably fucking did it. He's showing us how he did it by saying, here's how I would do it. Which um, is still, still like the fucking craziest. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not an admission of guilt saying if i did yeah. it it's really not and people who used to do it, no not really did he do it mm, i can't speculate are we talking about oj or lewis uh oj yeah we can speculate i mean he was found not guilty that doesn't mean he didn't do it right it means it couldn't prove it no, but, but i'm saying like even just writing a thing it's like imagine imagine this imagine you didn't do it mm-hmm. but everybody and their mother thinks you did do it right and your life is fucking, I don't want to say his life is ruined because of it, but I mean, that's a hell of a fucking, 
life to live now yeah. with all these people thinking you're guilty, I'd probably be the same fuck. Like, what would you do? If you, you're you accused of something mm-hmm. and everybody thinks you did it, are you just going to fucking just stay quiet or go, you know what, fuck you. I'm going to write a book if I did it, bitch. <laughs> well, I think, I, he, I think he did it for the money, even though he didn't see any money from it. But I'm saying, imagine you didn't do it. Yeah. Imagine you did. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, imagine you didn't fucking do it. I, I probably wouldn't want to draw more attention to myself than I already have. I would try to, and it's, it's hard. I would if I I would if I didn't fucking do it. All right. If I if I didn't do it, and everybody thinks so, I'm gonna say fuck you now. I'm, I'm writing a book. If I did do it, bitch. If I did fucking do it. But what the if, funny thing about that book is how the Goldman family got the publishing rights because they owed him money from the civil suit. Right. Yeah. And so when it came out, uh, if you look at the book, it just it looks like it's called "I Did It" because if is in like little tiny print in the eye, like it's in giant letters. I did it, and then if is in very small print. In the, um, in the, uh, it's so bad. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. But what did Chris? What's Chris Rock say? I'm not saying he should have killed her, but I understand. Killed her, but I understand. But I understand. I just listen. I just have a. I have a. You know how people view child molesters? Mm-hmm. How we should kill them? I understand it. I totally understand it. I feel that same exact way when it comes to cheating women. Okay. I feel the same exact way. Either either you 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 feel towards something or you don't feel it at all. Like about That's the book cover. Oh yeah, because if is in the eye. Yeah, and it's just a lighter red font. They're both red. It's like pink. Yeah, it's like pink and red. That's fucking hysterical. Or actually I think this is the original. And this is and even says under confessions of the killer. It's it's really really over over the top of I did it. Well, that was their thing, right? Yeah. Well, because li- literally the book is called If I Did It, and the um I guess the official author is now the Goldman family. But uh, no, that's what I'm saying. They're the ones that are yeah they they, th- they, they make the call of how the f- yeah fucking little because if the, is hidden. Yeah, they got the publishing rights because oh, he owed geez. he owed him them and the Brown family millions of dollars because. He wasn't found guilty, but he was found liable civilly. He lost a civil suit. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, people compare that That's to this. That's neither like, here nor there. It's there. Where? In the OJ trial. Oh. And that OJ episode we did like a year or two ago. Out in California. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did it here, but it was about things that happened in California. Well, I meant there. It's like episode 70 something. No, I no, no. I meant, I meant where OJ. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, the only thing Lewis was ever formally charged with was extortion for sending the letter, there were fingerprints on the letter, so they they knew it was him, and he served uh, 13 years in prison for that, mm. uh, for extorting Johnson and Johnson. WLS TV in Chicago aired a story in September 2002, the month of the 40th anniversary of the attacks, where they reported the authorities were holding out hope for the killer to eventually be brought to justice. The report claimed that old circumstantial evidence, uh, combined with unrevealed, they didn't were or unspecified, they didn't say what it was. But combined with some new evidence, could lead uh, pro- were, was leading prosecutors to debate whether or not they should charge Lewis, who's now in his mid seventies, in the killings. But that was September. Now we're in January of twenty twenty three, and as of now, no charges have been filed. 
And that's the uh, the Tylenol murders. It's, uh, like I said, the rare unsolved thing. There are definitely people who think they know what happened. The FBI and, and modern day people, if they suspect anybody, they sus- might suspect Lewis, but some people are convinced he didn't do it. He has been steadfast. I was in New York. It's irresponsible to say I did this. I was nowhere near Chicago when this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I, it's interesting. Nonetheless. Yeah. So. Um, very, very interesting. But st- no, not stupid. No, it's not. It's just interesting. Just interesting. Yeah. So you know well, what else time, isn't stupid? It's time to go. Yeah, go and. Well, first we got to uh, do this. It. It's time for another game of who died <laughs> the worst. That's right, everybody. It's time for your favorite game and mine. Who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game? Who died the worst? I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here. That's me! That's him. Three deaths. He's going to tell me which of these three people died the worst. Pretty straightforward. Death number one takes us to Park City Mountain, where a unnamed... uh, an unnamed employee of a resort there was um, riding up a chairlift, I guess, to go do stuff at the top of the mountain, uh, the ski resort, when a tree fell and a tree hit the line the chairlift was riding on. So when that happened, the employee fell at least 25 feet, and despite the ski patroller's attempts to perform life-saving measures... The uh, the employee passed away. So death number one is you're riding up a chairlift. A tree comes and snaps the wire that is keeping the chairlift in the air. And you fall to your death. And you're in a chair, so it's going to be very hard to do the rowboat. Very hard. You have to do more of a canoe. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you can, but nobody's going to do a rowboat. Yeah. yeah. Or you could just pretend you're driving a car. Right. Death number two. You, you, oh, I know what you could do. You can pretend that you're driving your family in, in, in an Uber or whatever it was. An Uber? The, the, the guy that drove the uh, the family off the cliff. Oh, I, I don't know about this story. Oh. Hmm. An Uber driver drove a family off a Something cliff? Something like that, yeah. Huh. Was yeah. it Toonsis, the cat who could drive a car? I don't think so. Oh. No. Remember Toons is the cat who could drive a car? I, the name sounds familiar. It's from SNL, like back in like the Phil Hartman days. Uh, death number two takes us to uh, the Buffalo area. And I don't, I don't think you... anybody says it like that, so I apologize to any of our Buffalo fans. Uh, Buffalo fans um, in the Buffalo stance. They uh, stance, not stands. Buffalo stands. Stance. It's people named Stan in Buffalo, the Buffalo stands. All right. Or maybe they're people who really like Buffalo. They're Buffalo stands. Uh, did you say Nina Cherry or Nana? Nana. Did you say Nana? Yeah. I always said Nina growing up. Or uh, I say Buffalo stands. I used to say Eagle Eye for her brother. I said Eagle Eye. Eagle? Eagle Eye Cherry. Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> yeah. I don't think <laughs> I know. a very thick Philly accent like a 70-year-old would have. Yo, yo, Nina. Yo, Nana. Nana. Nana Cherry. And Eagle, Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye Cherry. You know, my mom says illegal. Illegal? Yeah, but she says eagles. Did she say... Uh, Doesn't make any sense. she bagel, like for a bagel? I say, we all say bagel in Philly. Yeah, I know. 
How do you say it? Bagel. What? It's a bagel. Bagel? What do you say? Eggs too? No, I say bagel and eggs. Bagel and eggs. So boring the way you say eggs. Eggs. How dare you say eggs like that? Eggs. No, my daughter says eggs. Eggs. My mom makes fun of her for uh, for saying eggs. No, because in we we said eggs, but the Italians for whatever reason would say eggs. Eggs. Eggs and leg. Mm-hmm. Leg. Leg. Uh, so this woman in Buffalo, I don't know if you knew this, but Buffalo had a really bad snowstorm a few weeks back. And it was like feet and feet and feet of snow, like seriously, just walls of snow. And Andel Taylor, a 22 year old who had moved from North Carolina, uh, was driving home from work at a senior citizen center. and was only six minutes by car away from her house when she became stranded. Um, and the snow kept falling and she called 911, uh, was waiting for first responders. Unfortunately, they did not get there in time. So death number two is you are driving in a blizzard, it becomes impassable, and you are stuck in your car and uh, you die before uh, help is able to arrive. By the way, it was, uh, it, it was sorry, it was a guy that drove a Tesla. It oh. wasn't an Uber driver. It was a guy that drove his drove a Tesla with his family. But it was a guy. It wasn't Toons as the category. No, a Tesla. no, it was a human man oh. being. A human man being, yep. yes. So death number two is you're in the blizzard and you get stuck in your car and you die. Mm -hmm. uh, death number three takes us uh, from the opposite of Buffalo, Tanzania in Africa. Yeah, only by a couple miles. A few thousand miles, yeah. Uh, much different climate there. It's a little warmer. I don't think they have giant blizzards like that. Uh, but what they do have is the Manta Resort, which has a fully submerged cabin. It's one of those like hotels with underwater rooms. Yeah, no thank you. No. Uh, well, the, the the person in the room is okay in this story. Uh, the person in the room in this story is Kanisha Antoine, who was fine, but her boyfriend, Stephen Weber, not that Stephen oh, Weber. Oh, damn it, Wings! He's still very much alive. Uh, this Stephen Weber is not because he went to Tanzania with his girlfriend to pop the question. He was going to propose. And he had a special a special way of doing it because they had booked this undersea hotel room. And obviously, if you're going to have an undersea hotel Was room... Was it with like a harpoon? He shoots the ring towards her? No. Huh. She's alive. She shoots the ring towards him? No, that he's a proposing. a very weird way of... No, oh, okay. nothing to do with a harpoon. So she's in the room. And the big selling point of these undersea hotel rooms is they're going to have a lot of windows. So you can see like underwater. Like that's the selling point. You want underwater windows, you want underwater ceilings, maybe an underwater floor. You basically want to be in a glass box underwater. That's kind of the, the whole draw. Or a glass bottom boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Steven, his whole thing is he's going to go outside the hotel room and he's going to dive and go up to the window where uh, the room is. And he puts up a ring to the window and he puts up a letter proposing to his girlfriend Unfortunately, he ran out of air before he could make it to the surface, and he drowned. And you are laughing. I'm not laughing. You are. You, then what are you doing? Sneeze. My, my mouth is sneezing. I'm sneezing. My mouth sneezing. Yeah. And that's death number three. So again, death number one is you're on the ski lift, uh -huh. and a tree hits the ski lift and cuts the cord, and you fall to your death. Um, death number two. It's much like when you're born. 
Yeah. And they cut the cord. Yeah, and you fall to your death, unless the doctor catches you. Right. Uh, before doctors, a lot of babies just fell to their death. They fell to the woman and hit their head. Right. That's it, why we don't give birth standing up anymore. We're in ski lifts. Yeah, never give birth in a ski lift. Bad spot. Also, never give birth underwater in, in the deep sea. You can do those, like, tub births. Like, I you know that was a big thing for a while, underwater birthing. Wasn't that uh, OJ's name in... Uh... That was Nordberg. Yeah, that has nothing to do with underwater birth. birth. Under tub birth. Oh Nordberg. no, no, that was a wrestler from. He was with. Uh, that was tugboat. Hmm. Um. So death number three is the man who proposed to his girlfriend while she was in the undersea hotel room by putting a proposal letter and a ring up to the the window, uh, but he couldn't make it back to the surface, so there was no wedding because he drowned. What was the second one again? Uh, the girl who was in the blizzard and her car died and they couldn't get to her and she died in her car in a blizzard. Oh, I saw this one recently. So that was that was very recently. It was a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So I ask you, Jackson Wells, or just Wells, if you're sticking with that. No, no, I'm Jackson Wells. Uh, so who died the worst? I didn't ask you the question. God damn it. Who died the worst? Well, I'm going to play process of elimination here. We're going to get rid of the funniest one. <laughs> It's not who died the funniest. We said that. Oh, right. So it's not who died the funniest. So number three is out the window. I think he also died the first. That's an older He's, story. I get what I just said. Yeah. So number three is out the window. Out the window. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Uh, sorry, man. I, we, we always say that we don't laugh about these things. This may be the funniest fucking one. Because it's a, it's, you could see this being in a comedy. Funnier than uh, Jean-Baptiste Lully, the patron state of who died the worst. No, word. he was just cool. He was cool. He was just he fucking dance. cool. He was. Da- I, I'm gonna dance till I die, bitch. <laughs> um, no, but this guy, it's it's like you you would see this, like you would write a skit about this. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's like, you know, he, he yeah. he's outside the window, and then it, like his thing dies, and, and then he dies. Yeah, I recently saw it, and the only time I saw this movie was when we saw it in the theaters when it came out. Um, the movie, the other guys with uh, yeah. Like Will Ferrell and yeah. uh, whoever, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoever. But the, uh, whoever was I, in it that day. I forget who. I forget the other guy. It, it was Mark Wahlberg, right? Sure. Sure. Uh, but at the beginning, the two main cops, the hotshot cops, are Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock. And they're chasing people who uh, like zip line down a roof and then they cut the zip line. And they look down and there's like just the street and then there's like these little bushes and, and they look at each other like, aim for the bushes, aim for the bushes. And then my hero. By the Foo Fighters plays. I think the band's called the Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters. the Foo Fighters, yes. Yeah. My Hero by the Foo Fighters plays. Mm-hmm. And they r- slow-mo run and jump off the building, like, trying to land in the bushes, like, that's going to save them. And then the next scene is their funeral. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, great, great, great thing. Very funny. Um, So, uh, this just, look, this is, it, it's scary, because I think that, there was video of of the girl. She was sending videos to her family. She was in a group chat with her family from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I saw it, and I was like, that's fucking scary. And uh, I'm just going to go with that. The winner is is two. Yeah, it's that suspense. Like, you help you help might be on the way, but you don't know. Yeah, that that's a tough one. That's 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 a tough way to go. Yeah, that's the one that's uh, scary. You know, I think she died the worst. All right. Yeah. Well, and also because number one didn't do a rowboat. No. You know, and as as they were falling from the uh, the cut line, they didn't go watch the tram car, please. They didn't do that either. No, they didn't. They didn't because they weren't in Wildwood. They were in some ski resort in Utah. Sure. 
So that's all I got. Yep. Um, thank you for listening. You're welcome. Well, you, you were here, but thank you, the audience, for listening. You're welcome. Uh, that is the Tylenol murders and uh, some some other stuff in there. We did talk about the Idaho thing. We talked about Phil Baroni. Um, mm-hmm. We we talked about banning TikTok. We talked yep. about well, what else? We talked about the Poconos. We talked about lots of things. Yeah. And if you enjoyed it, tell somebody. Uh, a five star review would be so 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 nice. Um, tell somebody about us, uh, tell them, hey, you like, you like murder, you like dudes, here's some dudes that talk about murder, sometimes they make jokes. Sometimes. 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 Do you like dudes? Do you like murders? Do you like mice? Do you like beans? Or Do you like George Went? George Went? <laughs> it was from Animaniacs. Okay. That's a... It's a deep cut. Yeah, deep cut. Deep cut. So, well, uh, that's the perfect thing for this show. Yeah. You know, deep cuts. So that'll about do it, unless you have anything else. Anything else? Nope. Well, in that case. Wells, in that case. Wells. So you're back to just one name now. Wells, in that case. We will see you next time with more murder. My dude. So I'm guessing with the social media push, you don't want to have a TikTok? No. Just give me a chance to do a TikTok dance. Just give me a chance to do a dance. I thought you were going to go with my Baroni has a first name. I changed my mind.